All right, if you have your Bible, turn with me to uh, Psalm 62, beginning in verse 1. Psalm 62, I'm going to begin reading verse 1. I have a few things I want to share with you before we dismiss tonight. Psalm 62 and verse 1 says this. This is King David, a Psalm of David. says, I wait patiently before God, for my victory comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken. So many enemies against one man, all of them trying to kill me. To them I'm just a broken down wall or a tottering fence. They plan to topple me from my high position. They delight in telling lies about me. They praise me to my face, but curse me in their hearts. Let all that I am wait patiently before God, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I am not, where I will not be shaken. My victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. Oh, my people, trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that, Lord, you offer for us to be, for you to be our rock and our refuge, our salvation, our fortress, Lord. Lord, I pray that tonight as we uh, begin to focus on this new coming year, Lord God, that we would put into uh, uh, action, Lord, your word tonight. Give us the grace to apply it. Give us the ears, the hearts, the minds to hear your your word tonight, what it is that you sent. Open up our eyes to see the, the wonderful truths of your word, Lord, tonight. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Give me the grace to present it in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. I love this in verse 2 and in verse 6. King David says the same thing. He says, he alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken. And then in verse seven, he says, he is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. You know, we don't know what's coming down the pipe in 2015, right? We, we have no idea. I mean, some of y'all, we make our plans. I know, you know, you might already have plans, but, but ultimately each day in and day out, we don't know everything that's coming down the pipe. That's why we need to make sure that the Lord is the rock that we stand on. We need to make sure that he is our fortress, our refuge, where we take refuge. That way, no matter what happens this coming year, we will not be shaken. Amen. Amen. We will not be shaken no matter what. If we make him our rock and our refuge. No matter what, a lot will happen in 2015. A lot will change, right? A lot's going to change in 2015. Some things we might know, some things we don't know. But we know Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? No matter what the the shifting stands are in life, in our relationships, people let us down, people fail us. You know, wages at your job change, uh, laws change, the government changes, all kind of the weather changes, especially in South Louisiana. No matter what, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's why when people say, oh, brother, that's Old Testament. Well, let me tell you something. Jesus was around in the Old Testament too, okay? 
He might have not been physically there on the earth, but the same Lord that spoke, he was on the right hand. He was in heaven with the father of the Old Testament. So guess what? He is the same yesterday, today, and and, and forever. From Genesis to Revelation, all the way in between. Amen? Amen? So how do you make the Lord your rock, refuge, and fortress? We say that and we see a picture there. How do we do that? Well, King David, here in these few verses, he tells us. Number one is that we need to wait on the Lord. He says in verse 1 and then again um, in verse 5, I wait quietly before the Lord. I wait quietly before him. We all know, most of us are familiar with the scripture in Isaiah chapter 40, very popular scripture, Isaiah 40, 31. I'm going to read it in the Amplified Version. It says this, because I want to show you in the Amplified, because what it means to wait. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift up, lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. Waiting on the Lord means so much more than just sitting there. And waiting for the time to go by until the Lord moves. Sometimes that, that is what it means to wait. If you you need to hear from God, God, I need, I need a word. I need you to hear. It is good to wait and just sit, wait quietly, like he said, to hear from the Lord, whether it be through reading your word, you're, you're waiting or you're just waiting to hear God speak to you. That is part of it, waiting, but it doesn't mean just to wait. It means as, as I love how Amplified breaks it down to expect. It, a waiting is a, 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 you're waiting expectantly in faith for God to do something. You're waiting expectantly to get a word from the Lord, a rhema word from God, to look for, look to him, to look for him, to look to him. God, what are you doing in this? To wait upon, waiting means like in a, even in the trials, in the valleys, in, in the sickness, you're waiting means, okay, God, I, I want to find the silver lining in this. God, I'm waiting on you to show me your word says that you work all things to the good. So waiting means that, Lord, I'm looking to you to see what good is it that you're working in me and through me through this thing. That's what it means to wait. Wait on the Lord. Look to him. Look for him. Look for He works all things that are good for those that love him called according to his purpose. When things happen, tragedies happen, when I pray for people, I was at the hospital a couple times this week praying for people, and I always pray, Lord, work this out to, for, for their good and for your glory. Be looking for the Lord. Lord, how can you be glorified in this? I don't understand it. I don't, I, I don't think it's fair. I had a guy sit in my office Monday and he said, man, it's just not fair. Life's not fair. And he's right. It's not fair. God never said life would be fair. But you know what? He said that he'll work it out for our good and for his glory. Look for God to be glorified. When we wait upon the Lord, no matter what happens, look to him, trust him, have faith. Look expectantly. Waiting means to trust. Those, matter of fact, I think the New Living says, those that trust in the Lord will gain new strength or renew that strength. And you know what it says? Will we'll, we'll gain or will change and renew. That word renew actually means to exchange. In other words, like, Lord, I'm not trusting in my own strength anymore. I'll give up my strength for your strength. That's what that road renew means. It's an exchange. Like some of y'all probably did. Some of y'all might have got out. Biggest, biggest exchange day of the year, the day after Christmas. How many of y'all went back and exchanged a gift? Some socks or a sweater or something. 
I don't know, maybe a movie that you you had already that somebody gave you. You want to exchange it. That's what it means to exchange. I've been trying to do this life thing on my own in 2014 in my own strength. Lord, in 2015 tonight, I'm commit. I'm exchanging my strength. I want to renew my strength. I, I, I give it up and I take on your strength. Amen. And maybe you don't have any strength and that's perfect too. Because he says, you know what? In your weakness, my strength is made perfect. So when we don't have any strength, get ready. You know, get before the Lord. Wait on the Lord to renew your strength. And going back to, he says that, that the Lord is my fortress where I take refuge. Now, if you picture and you're thinking of a fortress, it's like a big, maybe like a big walled off castle or city or something. So where the arrows and the, or maybe more modern warfare bombs can't hit you and whatnot. You know, a, a fortress in battle is not just a place of safety. When you think of a fortress, when he's talking about like a fortress back then, it would kind of be like a base, like like a base in our modern day army. A fortress is not just a safe place where it is, but it's a place, guess what, where you go to get food, where you go to 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 um to receive direction, instruction, a battle plan. A fortress is a place where you go back to get more weapons. That's what a fortress, he says, he's my place of fortress. You're not just sitting in the fortress, covering yourself, hoping not to get shelled. No, a fortress is a place where you go get refueled, refreshed, a fresh word from the Lord. That's what a fortress is, where you go get some more weapons. Amen? Weapons for warfare. So guess what? Whenever it says to, to wait upon the Lord, let the Lord call, make the Lord your fortress where you wait on him. You get a battle plan for 2015. You get direction. You get that where you're listening and looking for him. That's what it means to wait upon the Lord as a fortress. Amen? Come on, I don't know about y'all, but I'm getting encouraged tonight. Amen. I'm preaching myself happy right now. As we wait before the Lord, he becomes our fortress, like I said, where he renews our strength, our power, and we get direction. Amen? Number two, which goes right into this, and I kind of hit on it, but to break it down a little more. Number two, trust in him at all times. That's what King David said in, in verse 8. He, he tells us, he told Israel, but he's telling us, Oh, my people, trust in him at all times. Trust in him at all times. You see, the Lord's loving character leads us to trust him. He's a loving God. He has character is love. John tells us God is love. How can a God like that, how can God of love do this and that? God is love. God is love. You need to remember that. Matter of fact, Miss Alice Blakewood, that's the K-5 teacher here. She, they, 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 all, the children at our school here, all four of our kids in school, she says that she, they, they memorize scripture. It's amazing. If you've ever been to a K-4 or K-5 graduation here, it's amazing how much scripture they learn in a year. And it's funny because they'll, they'll, she's teaching them scripture. She's like, okay, y'all get ready. This is the hardest scripture that you're going to learn all year. So get ready. Y'all ready for this? She's like, you ready? God is love. And then, and you know, all the kids are laughing, but it's true. It's one of the shortest verses, but it's one of the most powerful. That's his character. God is love. Not that God does love. He is love. That's his character. So God's loving character leads us to trust him. And then his name and his reputation also encourages us to trust him. His reputation, I heard Bishop Jake say a long time ago, listen, we can trust God. Even when we don't see it, he, he prayed one time, God, your credit is good with us. God has perfect credit, right? His reputation and, it, it, and his name encourages us to trust him. Listen, every adversity in life is an occasion for growth in trust. 
Every adversity we go through gives us an occasion that we can grow in our trust towards the Lord. When we don't see how it's going to happen, how it's going to work out, how this thing's going to turn out. Lord, I know I'm supposed to trust you, but man, this is hard right now. Every adversity, every, every trial, every tribulation gives us that opportunity. Amen? Amen? See, trust in the Lord is a form of wisdom that focuses on the Lord. It, it's using wisdom that, you know what, I'm not going to trust in my own ability, my own knowledge, my own experience. We must trust in the Lord. Another scripture that a lot of you heard and know and pray, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. See, that, and that's the key. Trusting in the Lord with all your heart means, and, and then he says, and, and do not depend on your own understanding. That's what gets us in trouble. We trust on our own understanding and comprehension and that, that doesn't, that's like all in water. Trusting in the Lord and depending on what you think. Well, brother, I think this. Or my, this is my opinion about that. This is how, you know what? No, get rid of all that. Trust in the Lord and his wisdom and his word and, and what he says, his, how his spirit's leading you. Amen? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you the path that they goes back to the fortress, the battle plan. What do you, Lord, you're the general. What do you want me to do here? This is the way that I would do it, but what do you want me to do here? You know, me and Pastor Kelly were talking about it today about Pastor Todd, the wisdom that he has. Being on staff here for, for nine years, I, there's different ways that I would have handled situations. And, man, I, I would do it this way. And he's like, no, Brandon, we're going to do it this way. Well, I didn't really agree with that. But guess what? His way was the way better way. Yeah, amen. And I know why. Because he trusts in the Lord. He seeks the Lord's will in everything. He prays about it. He, when he has big decisions, I've seen him. He takes a while. He processes decisions. He prays about it. And you know what? He seeks the Lord's will to get the direction. You know what? In a lot of those, those situations, I, I would have handled this way. It would have been a huge mistake. I've already made a bunch of huge mistakes and decisions I made. But you know, I try and I continue to grow. And I'm, I'm learning from him how to seek the Lord's will and his direction in it. Amen? The Lord rescues, cares for, and rewards his people who trust in him. That's what we need to realize. Let me say that again. The Lord rescues, he cares for, and he rewards people who trust in him. It makes me think about a lot of us have kids and have been through that. Those that haven't, you've probably seen it before. But it reminds me of a little kid jumping off of a diving board. And the daddy's in the water. I've been there in the pool and just like, jump, jump, baby. Daddy's going to catch you. No, I don't want to. I'm scared. I'm like, I'm right here. I can catch you. I can catch you with one hand if I need to. No, daddy, I'm scared. I don't want to. They see the water. It's high, all that kind of stuff. Trust me. Trust me. Just jump. And then they like, don't even jump. They take one foot and just fall, you know. And it's just like, I, I can catch you if you jump to me. But it's like, you know. But that's the picture that comes. We're like that little kid on the diving board. God's saying, jump, I got you. And like, no, but it's, it's high, Lord. I know, but I got you. No, but Lord, the water's deep, but I'm going to catch you. I'm going to rescue you. I will care for you. You have to trust me, though. Jump. But there's sharks all around. I know, but jump. I created the sharks. It's all good. Jump. I got you. Amen? Trust in the Lord. Jump. If he says jump, jump, he's going he's gonna to catch you. He's going to care for you, and he will reward you for it. And uh, this is the last one, and we could close out, let you go a little bit early tonight. Some of y'all might have plans. I want to just go rest or whatever. Number three, pour out your heart to him. The last thing that, that David says in verse 8, the second part of verse 8, he says, 
Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. You know, pouring out your heart to the Lord is more than just a token prayer. It's more than a token prayer. This is exposing your innermost being to the Lord. Your struggles, your feelings, your worries, your weaknesses, and your desires. See, because the thing about it, as we say it all the time, we know this. God already knows what's in there. He already knows what's in there, but that this, this ties into trusting in the Lord. Come on, sister. His ties into, to trusting in Him. It's like, you know what? I got all this junk. I got all this stuff, all these worries, all these fears that, that I'm trying to hold in to look good at church and that my wife don't know and all that. God knows. So just go ahead and pour it out to Him. Pour out your heart. That's making the Lord your refuge. You see, this is the thing about it. A lot of us have been hurt and have been burned. When we've, when we've poured out our heart to people, they've used it to cut us. They've used it to betray us. And so we have a hard time pouring out our heart to the Lord because we think he's going to do the same thing. God is love. Remember, he's going to care for us. The King David encourages us to pour out your heart. That's how you make him his refuge. He's, you see, goes back to it is a refuge is a safe place. So that's why you can pour out your heart to him. Because it's a safe place. See, we've poured out our hearts and it wasn't a safe place. And we've gotten burned. In the refuge of the wings of the Almighty, you can pour out your heart to him and it's safe. He'll care for you. He'll help you. He'll heal you. He'll nurture you back to health. Back to wholeness. Amen? That's the way that you make the Lord your rock and your refuge. You know, once again, that those relationships that we've poured out our hearts, it wasn't a rock. We thought it was stable, but it wasn't that they pulled the rug out from under us. You know what? A rock's not going to get pulled out from under you. He is the rock. You can stand on him. You can be firm. You can pour out your heart to him. You know what? Prayer and fasting is a great place to begin in pouring out your heart to the Lord. When you're fasting and you're broken, and you're hurting, and you're hungry. Come on, you know I have to throw it in there. <laughs> you begin to pour out your heart to the Lord. I, y'all have heard me say it before, but I, I mean, it, it was such a defining moment and powerful to me. And some of y'all maybe haven't heard my testimony. It's coming up on six years ago that my brother died. And my brother died during prayer and fasting. It was, I don't know, about a week or so into, a week and a half into it. I remember we were doing 21 days. And when my brother passed away... I can remember, you know, I had a, a defi- nobody would have blamed me if I would have, you know, broke my fast and just ate and mourned and all that. But it was a defining moment that I decided that I was going to continue to fast and continue to seek the Lord. And you know what? I In that time in life, I can't say I understood fully what that meant. In that time when my brother died, during this time of prayer and fasting, I realized what it was to pour out my heart to the Lord. And sometimes I'd come to the office, I'd do a few things, and then I'd go to the prayer room. And just for hours, I would just cry before the Lord. I didn't know what to pray anymore. I was, I was praying for myself, for my mom, for, for his wife and daughter that, you know, they just, you know, we just lost a son, a brother, a husband and a father. And so I'm, I'm praying, but it's like, what, what do you pray after praying, you know, comfort us, help us, heal us, you know, bring, understand all this stuff. I would just go there and just cry. I would just pour out my heart to the Lord. Lord, I don't know what to pray anymore, but we're hurting. Help, Lord. And literally my, my tears were my prayers. And that was pouring out my heart to the Lord. 
And it was amazing how the Lord helped me through that during that time. And even I, I, I shared with y'all before how those early stages of ministry, I was very insecure and dealt with insecurity. And like a year, a couple years, a year or so later after that, I remember looking back and saying, man, the Lord's really freed me from this. And he pointed me back to that time of prayer and fasting. When my brother died in that, I was just trying to get through this tough time of losing my brother, my only brother. But the Lord went back and showed me that's the time in the, where I broke that insecurity off for of your life. It's like, wow. It's amazing. And it all started with just exposing and pouring out my, my heart before him. I want to encourage you to do the same thing. You ain't got to wait till tragedy strikes to pour out your heart to the Lord. Amen? Amen. You can begin tonight. You can begin tomorrow. Especially, I want to encourage you to take the time and pray and fast. Because, you know, that's the thing about when you start fasting, you don't even realize the ugliness you have in you till you start fasting. <laughs> then it starts coming out. Come on, somebody. Then you start realizing it. I read a book on fasting one time, and that's the guy said, that's a mystery about fasting. You can, you can like feel as closest to God that you've ever been, and you could be like the ugliest you've ever been all at the same time. You know, that morning you're just weeping and crying in the presence of God, and later that night you're hungry and your blood sugar's low and you're all aggravated. You're just like, ugh. But that's the, but you know what? The, when you start all these emotions, all this stuff, all this turmoil comes up, begin to pour it out to, don't pour it out on your wife. Don't pour it out on your husband. Don't pour it out on your kids or your co-workers or other church members. Pour it out to the Lord. Amen. Lamentations 2.19 says this. Arise, cry aloud in the night at the beginning of the night watches. Pour out your heart like water before the presence of the Lord. We just saying, I will pursue you. I will pursue your presence. That's the best place. Like water. Just not like a little drop. Like gushing waters. Pour out your heart in the presence of the Lord. Amen? Why don't you stand up with me as we close? You know, first of all, I, I want to I wanna say, as, as we pray, as, we, as I'm reading that, as I read Psalm uh, 62, he says, He alone, the Lord, He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken, in verse 2 and in verse 6. Let's pray together. Every head bowed, every eye closed. As we close out this service, as we close out this year, let me ask you tonight, have you even made, have you made the Lord your salvation? Maybe, you know, we're going to pray for, for those that want to make the Lord and, and, and you haven't made him your, your rock and your refuge and that. But maybe you've never made the Lord your salvation. You haven't been saved. You haven't accepted the free gift of salvation from the Lord Jesus Christ. He came down, he died for us on the cross because he loves us. God is love. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. John 3, 16. God loves you so much. He wants to save you from your sin, save you from yourself, save you from eternal hell. If you've never been saved before, you say, Brandon, I'm not right with God. I need to be saved. I need to be born again. When we prayed or we were singing that he makes all things new, he says, you must be born again. All things are passed away. All things are made new. You say, I don't like the life I'm living, the person I've been. I need to be saved. I haven't done that. If that's you, just slip up your hand tonight. I want to pray for you. You've not made God the God of your salvation, the God of the Bible. And say, I need to be saved tonight. If that's you, slip up your hand. I don't, I don't want to assume anytime we get together that everybody's right with God. I want to give everybody an opportunity. If that's you tonight, say, Brandon, pray for me. I want to be saved. I see your hand right here. Okay, anybody else? Anyone else? Praise God. Anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's pray.
Come on, my sister right here and anybody else. Maybe you hadn't lifted your hands, but you're saying in your heart, you know what, I need to be saved tonight. Come on, let's all pray with our brothers and sisters right now. If you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. Pray with me, Lord Jesus. I know that I'm a sinner. Lord, I thank you for dying for me. I thank you for making a way to forgive me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins tonight. Cleanse me. Wash me clean of all my failures, of all my shortcomings, of all my sin. I ask that you save me. I make you the God of my salvation. I thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you're going to do in my life. Now give me the strength and give me the grace to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time and you if you and, and I want I want to meet you, I want to talk to you after we got some literature we want to give you some uh I want to get some information from you to pray with you. Um and listen, you may be saved, you may have been walking with the Lord, but in, in tough times, maybe you haven't made the Lord your refuge, your rock, your salvation. Listen, verse 7 says this as we close up. It says, my victory and my honor come from God alone. Listen, when we make the Lord our refuge, when we wait upon him, when we trust him at all times, when we pour out our heart, then we will have the victory. Amen? Then we will be victorious in our life. Then we will be victorious next year, 2015 and beyond. Amen. Come on, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I pray that, Lord God, we continue to build our lives on you, the rock, Lord. Just as you said, Lord Jesus, that everything else is shifting sand, Lord God. That if we build our house on the on the sand, our lives on the sand, Lord God, when storms and wind comes, we know just topple over, Lord. But Lord, if we build our lives and we set our lives on the rock, of our salvation, the Lord Jesus Christ, that we will stand firm no matter what life throws at us, no matter what trials or storms or situations come. I thank you, Lord, that you've given us the victory, that we are victorious. We are more than conquerors, victorious conquerors through Christ Jesus who loves us. Lord, I pray your blessing upon your church, Lord God, as we go forth tonight, Lord God, at whatever they're doing, I pray you protect them. And as we start out a new year tomorrow, Lord, we thank you that you make all things new and we will follow you forward, Holy Spirit. Your kingdom come, your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. Hey, God bless y'all. Happy New Year. If you need prayer for anything, we'll be up here to pray with you. God bless y'all. Have a wonderful evening.